Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, Good morning everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning, 15 minutes. Change your life, hey, Chalzo. So, just a, a quick story that one time, there was this kid. So in, in, in the old days, on Shabbos afternoon, they would come to Mincha. They would, I think a lot of times they would walk down Kingston and all these people would sort of watch as Rebbe walked. And there was a lady and so a lot of, I think the ladies and the kids would stay around like 770 and as Rebbe would walk back to his office from like Mincha time. So one time, this kid, like as the Rebbe walked past, the kid saw, and the kid thought that the Rebbe was his father. He didn't realize. So he ran up to the Rebbe, and he put his hand out to hold the Rebbe's hand. And so the Rebbe, like, uh, quick, realized what was going on. So he held his hand. He just didn't, like, he didn't do anything. And so they're walking, and the kid, Nevach, you know, he had, like, a runny nose or something. So he grabbed the Rebbe's coat, and he rubbed, he rubbed, like, he cleaned his nose and the Rebbe's coat. The mother sees us, and she's mortified about the whole situation and even more about, about the fact that the, her son has wiped his nose on the rubber's coat. So afterwards, you know, at some point, the kid realizes the rubber. probably got a pretty big fright, and then he went back to his mother. And afterwards, she wrote a letter to the rubber with an apology, like, I'm sorry that you're, you're probably wearing a coat. Your coat got dirty, you know? And, and so the rubber said to her, Essentially, the Rebbe just apply, replied to her that they have nothing to worry about. It was totally fine. And that we have, like, have to appreciate the sincerity and the, the innocence of a kid. But they're, they're no, you know, they don't mean anything bad. And they're just, just they're innocent. But I think uh, a lesson for us in regards to, like, in, like in, in terms of Hecholzum, you know, the Rebbe could have been like, oh, my coat is all dirty now. I have to take it to the dry cleaner. You know, the Rebbe has to look presentable. You know, and there could have been made a big fuss. Now, of course, it's the Rebbe, but I think it's a lesson for all of us. I like when things happen, not necessarily work out the way we want it. How do we react to that? If we appreciate all from Hashem, and this is sort of the Shabbatachin, appreciate all coming from Hashem, and you know that Hashem's in charge. So what am I worried about? Why am I getting upset? Hashem knows what he's doing. Hashem's taking care of it. But it's uh, just a perspective shift on, on how to treat things that happen in our lives, and especially people that, that do things that not necessarily is the nicest, how do we look at it? And I have to say just a general, before we can start, that like, this has been for me so far, like the learning and of seeing it, I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm noticing how to look at other people and being a lot more favorable and less judgmental and things like this. And I hope uh, people are getting also these good types of things. So now today, in today's class, essentially we're gonna start talking about, and this is this does a lot, how it applies within us. Like with it within, like understanding these different levels of connection, separation, the Rebbe Shab uses different mashalim. So the mashal will be like a seichel within us and how it all works. And that will help us understand this idea of like the union, how we can bring about unity within ourselves and unity in the world around us and, and our, in our friends and versus the separation. Yeah. So, Perak, hey, <clears throat> top of page 32. In the previous chapter, the Rebbe Shab focused on the manner in which the qualities associated with Midjan are reflected in their own characters, generating basis hatred, intolerance for others for no reason whatsoever, 
that leads to strife and friction. So that's how it is within us. When we have no intolerance, basis hatred, and things like this. In this present chapter, he focuses on Chachma, the attribute of, in the spiritual cosmos and the, the power within the godly soul. We're going to discuss Chachma that opposes such friction and brings about unity. And how Chachma brings about unity. So, yeah, let's see. Thus, we can understand why the clip of Midian is the force that opposes the sphere of Chachma. Now we can understand why Midian and Chachma, they go opposite each other. Why? As stated in Meir, Midian is the name of the clipper that opposes the supernal father, which is Chachma. Like Chachma's father, Bina's mother, because Chachma is like a simple idea. And we'll discuss this. Chachma is like a little point of an idea. It's like the father brings the seed. And Bina is like the mother, which, which the seed just states within the womb for nine months. And you have, and you bring about children. So Chachma is that, is that, and that's what's called the father. So it is well known that Chachma is characterized by Bittu. Because this, this concept is alluded to in the very name, the word Chachma, which is comprised of two words, Koyach Ma, the power of Ma, the power of what? Because Chachma is a bit of Chachma is getting intellect from something that doesn't understand. When you come and, and you hear something, you don't, you can't learn if you think you know everything. You know, when someone's speaking, it's like, a, it's like a Shalom David says this a lot. He goes, I know it already. And it's like, you, you don't know. <laughs> you know, I try to explain to him, no, but you don't, you don't know. <laughs> So, so to here, he's like, <clears throat> the Chachma, the definition of Chachma is the, is, comes from the word Kayachma, the ability of what? But it means, I don't know what it is. So I have a bittle to learn, a bittle to, to, to receive the information. And, 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 and it's also on a bittle because I don't really understand it. Bina already, when you're starting to understand it, you're trying to bring it out a little bit and try to like open and unpack it and, and use your, yourself. Whereas Chachma is receiving. It's like, some examples when 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 the chast comes to, to the rabbi and he listens to a mimer or or sikh or whatever it is, he, he has a person in order to, to listen to it well and to understand it, you have to have bittal. If you're gonna sit there and you're gonna say, Oh, let me see if I understand this, how I understand this the whole time, then then you're not gonna be listening to what's going on. But you have the bittal to, to receive. So my literally what points to that amorphous nature of Chachma, a state just short of non-existence. Chachma is generally translated as wisdom. Chassidus, the term, it has a more specific meaning. That meaning can be clarified by first explaining the difference between intellect and emotions. So emotions refer to the person's feelings about a particular entity or other person. How that entity or person affects him. Intellect refers to the objective appreciation of what the entity is. So chachma, midas, emotions, is how that internalizes within me, how I receive it and how it connects with me. And how do I feel about it? I, it's very much I. Whereas the intellect is about that thing. How the person feels about it does not matter. Such an objective understanding requires bittal, stepping above one's own identity and appreciating the other entity for what it is. However, within intellect itself, there are different potentials. So he's saying in general, intellect versus emotions. And emotions very much how you, and that's why like a lot of times when you have the opposite of bittal and the opposite of connection, connects with it's emotional. Emotionally, things bother you. As emotional is very much how it, how it comes within you and how you feel about it. And so, so it's, it's not a bitter thing, whereas intellect is bitter. And that's why, you know, sometimes people are like, you're being too intellectual. You're not feeling enough, which is true. And it's a good thing in certain areas, but in this area, we're saying it can also be not. But within intellect itself, there's different levels. So you have Chacham bin Adas. To underscore the difference between the first two of these terms, Chachma is described within the analogy of a lightning flash 
I, a person suddenly grasps a previously incomprehensible problem or concept, an aha moment in colloquial speech. Yeah, like you say, aha, like, ah, I think I got it. But at that point, you don't really get it. You haven't formulated it, but but it sounds like it. But it's a very, it's very out of point. It's not really clear. It's like a flash. At that moment, he identifies with the idea and is absorbed in it. He can't explain it to someone else, yeah? Why not? Because explaining requires him to use his own conceptual frame of reference. And at, at this moment, he's above his own conceptual frame of reference. He's absorbed in the idea. And again, that's a bit of Bina is the, is the means to which the person integrates the concept in, into his conceptual framework, comparing it to other ideas, breaking it down to particulars, probing in, into its depths. However, on the level of Chachma, the person has not reached that stage, he's absorbed totally in, that, in the idea. So Chachma is when totally absorbed in the idea. So Bina is how that idea becomes formulated within you and how do you understand your own world. It's like when, when, when a Chazer or the Rebbe, people would... would uh, Remember, the Rebbe's Sikhs and Memorim, they were very much on this level of Chachma. They wouldn't think about what they were learning, what they were hearing. They were just opening themselves up as a channel to, to receive. Afterwards, they would, they would come and they would write it down and they'd rather like give it over. For this reason, Chachma is also referred to with the analogy of the drop of sperm. Although the drop of sperm contains the DNA of the child conceived from it, it is totally incompar incomparable to the fetus that will evolve from it. This is what Chachma is referred to as ma, something amorphous. It's like, it's so nothing. It's like a, a seed, like a one piece of sperm that, sperm that creates a whole child and a baby and then ultimately an adult is incomparable. It's so nothing. The Bible explanation that one is absorbed in an idea and experiences a step above his ordinary thought and becomes identified with the concept on which he is focused enables us to understand the function of Chachma. In the spiritual realms. And now we can understand with all this explanation what is what is the purpose of Chachma. Thus, in the world of Atsilus, Chachma refers to absolute bitter within God's infinite light. So in Atsilus, Chachma is the ultimate bitter within godly, godly light. Moreover, since Chachma is characterized by bitter, it's absorbed in, in godliness, is not a momentary flash, but an ongoing state. Being that it's in godliness, so it's, it's above time, so it keeps on going. Not only does Chachma constitute a state of Bittl in and of itself, it also brings about Bittl within the realm of the mood of attributes. Since Chachma is absorbed and hence subsumed within God's infinite light, not only does it not feel its own identity, but it also radiates this sense of non-identity to the other attributes. So Chachma also gives over this feeling of non-entity to the other levels, causing the motive qualities to be affected by the, that light and function in a similar manner. And that causes that the other levels also work this way with this bit of Chachma. Just like Chachma has a bit, so to these other levels will have a bit. This is expressed in the realm of, in the spiritual realm, as the name Ma of the realm of Tikkun, as explained elsewhere. And this is sort of like Ma of Tikkun, because like we said before, Toyo, we talked about in the last parak, is all about it's a very ego and, and too, oh, too much of itself and had space for other people. Tikkun is the opposite extreme that has a lot of space for other people. So we're talking about the level of Ma, this is like Chachma level in Tikkun. Note the elaborate explanation of Teres Chaim, the second Mayim in Tad and over there it talks about this a lot. So hence, Chachma reflects the ultimate state of synthesis. This is discussed in another source in connection with the teaching of the Zayah on the verse, you are my witnesses. That source explains that the original division 
of the letters into distinct entities is specifically the function of middays that to, to, to make the distinctions is in, is in the middays. And he's going to explain. Before a thought is expressed, it exists within a person's mind in an amorphous manner. The person cannot find words to express what he wants to say as he process, processes the thoughts and draws it down with, within his emotions, the words and letters he will choose to express it become clearer. So you have the idea, it's like an idea, but then you have to think about it through and try to figure out how you're going to express it and how you're going to put it into words. And at that point, in the beginning, you don't have anything. You don't have words. You can't express it. You can't explain it. You can't. There's no letters. The potential for them exists even within the lightning flash of Chachma. However, it's not until the person develops his appreciation of the idea through Bina and then processes it with his emotions that the letters emerge as different entities. <coughs> we'll stop here, but that's a very, very important lesson. He's saying, he's saying like this, that it comes to Chachma, this idea that you like get this flash of an idea. It's like, oh, like you learn something. A simple way of explaining it is like you learn something and it's like, oh, it sounds interesting, but you don't really understand it. And you use the bina to understand it. And ultimately, you have to bring it down to the emotions. And when you have that, you can give it over. And it's a lot of times, you know, I remember when I was a bacha, and I see a lot of bachim have this issue today, that they'll learn something. You'll learn a sikha. You only go to a Shabbos table. You have to give something. You have to give over a vayat or something. So what happens? You learn something once, not a sikha once. And then you think you have something. So you come to the table. And actually, you have something to say. Like, yeah. And, and you're sort of trying to think about what you said. You're trying to remember the question, remember the answer, and remember the stuff, what happened. And, and you know, either you remember it better, you remember what was, and you, and you give it over. And, and you struggle through it. But what we're saying here, the way you're meant to do it is like this. You learn it. Then you think about it. At the point you learn it, just this, it's like this flash of chachm. It's an idea, but you don't really have it. Then you have to bin it. You have to understand it. Think about it. So what does this mean? And how does that work? And, and how would I apply that to myself? And you ask more questions. And effect, and and. In, in effect, when you do that, that brings it down into the emotions and it has an emotional impact on you. It's not just an intellectual idea. It's like we learn this, not just we're learning it. We have to learn it and we have to think about it. So what does that mean? And how would I put that in a situation in my own life situation? How could I use that? And once you get to that point and you, and, and you, you, you realize you can use it and you put it and you do, it, it connects with your emotions. And once you have that, then you can talk about it and you can bring about it. And then you can come to someone else and say, listen, this beautiful vart I learned. And you're not going to say... Oh, it says in the Maimon that really really goes from Tikkun. It's like, oh, it sounds cool. It's like, what does that mean? Oh, that doesn't mean anything to me. And but you'll 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 it's an experience for you. It's not just an idea, and you've got to explain it and you have to give it over. So yeah, so I guess for that's something to think about. But today, um, the practical lesson we can take out is is think about how we learn. I think about how we how we interact with the world. Are we interacting on this chachma? Spinner, well, we bring you, uh, uh, yeah, are we bring it down, especially what we learn. You know, when we learn something, do I understand what I'm learning? I'm just reading it. And I see it myself. I learn by myself. I'll read it. And it's just chachma. You read it, and you're like, oh, it sounds good. And then you think about it later, what did I learn? What did I say? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really have it because I didn't bring it down through the bin and, and bring it down into the motions. Whereas what you need to do is you sit down and say, once, what did I say? It sounds like a good idea. So what is it? And how would I explain it to someone? And really try to, and that cause you to think about it properly and truly really formulate it. And that way you, you have a lot better. To be continued tomorrow. Thank you.